when I feel tired, when I listen to our last recording, I feel pumped afterwards. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's um, definitely what I remember last time. Coming in hot. That was awesome. Are you are you still are you still doing the six to two uh, in, in the in the shop? Uh, not not all the time. Um, I'm I'm down to doing some more half days now to try and balance things, which is good. Yeah. Um, so it's still as busy as ever. But yeah, yeah, just breaking it down to more half days, maybe a morning to lunch or a lunch till afternoon. So it's been yeah. much better for, for everything from energy, both physically and mentally. Yeah. It's been great. Yeah. Uh, Milestone-wise, I, I know this has probably been uh, touched on by so many others already, but I, I like the timing of a we chat, um, chat about this now is when we chatted about um, your product back then, uh, we're talking about LinkedIn, and I remember yep. I remember you had around what three thousand uh, connections or followers. Yeah, something about that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, now it's over five thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It did sort of rise a little bit. A few it, times. it wasn't that long ago, and back then you were just trialing online, and then and now the product uh, there's way beyond trialing online. And and you told me back then you were just about to launch. Uh, in in store in Dan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, how many months in you've been having this product or around Australia in Woolies now? Yeah, so it's been about two months in Woolies. Yeah, I think about two months in total. So mm. it's pretty crazy, really, isn't it? Like it's just wow. So, so when did we last chat? That is really pretty crazy, isn't it? To think, yes. I, I, I thought I was a little bit further into our retail journey than than, than what you just mentioned. That is insane. So that, that's right. We just started our 15-store trial at Dan's when we first um, started that's right. chatting. Um, and that was sort of our first brand alignment for a big retailer, major retailer. So it was just so exciting that it was just so... It was, like, we partied so hard that night. It was just the best feeling ever, to be honest, um, get, getting the yes from that. So, to, mate, to be honest, over the sort of those, those two or three months of launching the Dan's, we started doing some really good numbers. Um, like some really, really nice numbers. So that really helped us get that data up and, and sort of led us towards getting new opportunities and, and, and working with the Woolworths group in, in total, not just with Woolies at that stage, but sort of getting the foot in the door with Dan's was really what we knew was going to be the bigger picture to, to getting some larger retail. And, you know, we put a lot of effort into marketing. We went into stores and always made sure it was looking good and pushed a lot of people there and sacrificed a lot of, um, our better margin website sales to really make Dan's work. I remember you mentioned about, I think you, you, you paid a hefty uh, learning lessons, like a 20, 30 grand and yeah. the marketing side of it. It turned out you, um, from my perspective, I feel like if I need to do any new product launch, any social media, I'll come to you because you, you, you burn the money uh, your own hard-earned money. Yeah. So you came up with some really good um, solution. So and and I think what you did is you able to direct the traffic to Dan uh, from online to a physical store. I yeah. think that really impressed and paved the way. Almost in two years later, you say you're gonna get into over a thousand plus. Um, retail stores and you did with the Woolies. I mean, yeah. they, I, I don't think they, they did a punt and that was, you know, and, and long journey for you to get there. Um, so what what else you need to work on to, I mean, this is a different ball game now. So are you continue from um, social media to drive the traffic and bring the awareness? Is there anything 
anything else you need to do um, in the last two months you feel need to drive that uh, engagement from the consumers able to sell the product like you know um yeah pull the product off the shelf and yeah look i think our first month and even our few weeks leading up to rolling out onto shelves we did all the right things i i engaged with news.com and daily mail um and we had a really big feature article written about us um, and I had people from 16 to 60 read that article and, and say to me, wow, I've read this article. I saw Bayjuice, I heard about your new, um, your new contract with them, you're rolling out in stores. I had old people at the cafe coming up and saying, what the hell, that was you was reading about. I didn't even know you had this Bayjuice product the whole time. And I've been a customer for three years. So that, those articles really got us on the map um, and sort of helped ignite how crazy our journey had been from just working full time to finding a product to launching. So that was a really, really important PR for us. And it actually helped everyone know that we're now in Woolworths as well. So lots of eyes saw that. Mm. Um, so that's one thing we did really well. Speaking of LinkedIn, you mentioned before, I, I had a, about almost 1100 people like my announcement of Woolies. So I think it just showed how many people were along the ride with me over the last 24 months. Um, so when I did make this big announcement, hey everyone, LinkedIn fam, I'm officially, you know, Bayjuice is officially in Woolworths. And I think I had about 70, 80,000 people view the post and over a thousand likes and about 350 comments or something like that. And it was mad. So my LinkedIn community blew up. Um, online it blew up through our PR and then we decided with our digital marketing agency who does lots of our ads um, to sort of funnel people through to our website and convert those sales we decided to um, put a little bit of our budget aside just for some brand awareness pieces just to announce that you know Bay Juice is finally in Woolworths it's accessible you'll never be hung over again it's all close um, go to your local store blah 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 so we started allocating some budget straight away to announcing our brand alignment. Um, and I think all these things really, all these three things really, really helped us get some early runs on the board, get people informed that they can get it, it's accessible. Um, and also, like I keep mentioning, that brand alignment just gave us a lot of credibility and that these little dudes launching this little hangover juice aren't really just full of crap. That, you know, they're, they're being backed by buyers, category managers, and the overall Woolworths group to really pull this off. So. I think everything leading up to it, we did really well. And then the minute we launched, to be honest, mate, we were pretty low on product. It was super stressful. It was during that peak COVID time. We couldn't get a ship. We had all this stock printed, packed, juice sitting in pallets just waiting we picked up, but we couldn't get on a ship. So it was pretty manic times. We, we had to allocate every single unit we had in the country to Woolworths, which is fine. And, you know, we wanted to build that relationship but we had to sacrifice quite a big hit on our online store. So we stopped selling, then we did pre-sales, then it got stuck in customs. So it was a bit of a crazy ride the last two months, but we always did put a lot of focus on the Woolworths through our marketing, pushing people to stores, by general interaction with people on Instagram, being consistent on LinkedIn. So I do think we did everything right once we got the announcement till today. Um, we still have allocated budget to push people there. So. It's been hectic, it's non-stop and, and to be in that many stores and to have such high expectations and, and, and everything, it really is non-stop. So it feels like we've taken that, that next step into you know becoming maybe full-time on Bayjuice, working harder and becoming a bigger brand. So it's been a pretty wild sort of two or three months, that's for sure. What keep you awake at night? 
regarding Beidrus? Oh, look, there's definitely a few things. I think the main one is right now is it's still hard to see the full clarity of this business because it's like whilst we're two, three years in, it's still that crazy startup phase where um, starting to spend less money on this, spend more on this. So we're, our over heads are still high. Um, we're constantly outlaying all our profits into stock because we want to have extra, extra stock just to be careful um, with these current times. So it's just kind of, we haven't had that nice smooth sailing 12 months yet. I can feel it coming. I really do. I feel really good about it. You know, and by the middle of this year, I think we're finally going to say, okay, this is how much we're going through. This is how much we're spending on marketing. This is how much we're profiting. So we're just not there yet. And that's what's killing me. I just really want that nice clarity of this month where our projected sales toes will be this. This is how much our overheads are. This is how much stock we're going to need. This is how much we should have in our warehouse. It's just not that simple yet because it's still just that that madness and we're still only two months into Woolworths. We we just announced that we're into 68 Woolworths metros. We've got a few new range of reviews coming up. So we've had to spend every cent we've ever made on a ton of stock. And I mean like maybe like 175,000 units we're talking. Um, and we've had to outlay that in our second year as an early business. So, you know, it's still that just that, that, that un, unsureness of, of when we're going to have that nice smooth sailing. It's just... But, but that is small business, I know, it's crazy. So that's what sort of keep me up at night saying, when are we gonna get to that beautiful stage of running a nice, sustainable business? We're almost there, but we're, we're just not there yet. So that's what's killing me at the moment. I never understood, uh, but I, I find it extremely fascinating about you. Because I remember when we talk about this in, back in June, you were saying, you know, I need to have things that keep me going, keep me excited about it, right? Yeah. I mean, what you just shared with me, I really, I'm grateful you're able to share that with me. But then I'm thinking like, how the heck? You're still part-time in the coffee shop from time to time. Then you are still working on other projects. I mean, like... I, I, I do follow you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not pivoting. This is you uh, going above beyond what Beidrews and you, you're still working on other projects with Liam. You know, yeah. we're talking about footy trucks and yeah. uh, um, Bank Street, uh, um, <laughs> face masks. Like, like do, you, do you sleep at all? I, I, I do. I, I think I, I sleep quite well because I'm, I'm always going on these other projects yeah. that when it comes to putting my head down, I'm completely, yeah. I've sapped everything out of myself. So, but, but you're right, it is a bit mad, but, but, but it's what I live for. And I think recently I realized that I think I'll always be like that. So I've just sort of taken it in my stride rather than thinking that it's going to ever hold me back. Um, and I mm. think since having that moment of, nah, if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. And I think with the confidence of Bay Juice, with how successful the cafe is, um, look, even the masks, we, we sold about 1,200 masks at $15, $15 each um, mm. without paying $1 in marketing. We, did, we sold it from the cafe. I messaged people on LinkedIn. I spoke to people through Instagram DM, offering these great masks. They had a quick pitch. We sold 1,200. We, we, we probably would have made $15,000 from these masks over, three, over two months. 
Um, and then I've just reinvested all of my my takings from that straight into some shares that someone had suggested could be great to build a portfolio. So it's just kind of never ending. And I, I just, <laughs> I know, but, but it's just amazing what an opportunity it was to bring some arts in from Korea, sell them and now build an investment portfolios. You know, pretty cool two months and something I've never done is, is invest in shares. So it's quite a nice experience. So yeah. <laughs> it, and what's up with Bank Street? What are you so What's that, the plan? That, that's just our office, but we've decked it out so cool that it's becoming something more. So our graphic designers had a few meetings here. We've got a photo shoot here on Thursday. So if anyone listening, it's a very, very, very retro um, sort of retail shop front. Um, yeah. And we've turned it into our office. So we've got the cow skin on the floor, plants everywhere, really crazy colorful art, big dangling lamps and cactuses and crazy orange couches everywhere. It's nuts. So. People are starting to do some photo shoots here for jewelry and accessory. Um, but for us, we just put the cricket on the big screen and we just sit here and we just work our butts off and start going over our cogs and working on new campaigns and trying to figure out what we're going to do next flavor wise or, or, or even our new concept. We've got whiteboards everywhere. Yeah. So it's kind of whilst it's not the cheapest way to sort of have a bit of a space, but it's really nice to bring everything together. And that's the food truck, the cafe, Bay Juice. We're working on a new concept, which is a bit more of a, a bar concept at the moment. So it's nice to all be under one roof and, and banging our brains together and making things happen. It's really cool. One of my previous uh, podcast guests uh, shared this with me, a uh, very similar journey. He said something about he became an accidentally guru. <laughs> and I feel like uh, you are able to accumulate from practice to getting all this expertise or best practice in terms of um, a PR, getting PR, yeah. and, and, you, you know, getting publicity and uh, strategically um, advanced with the social media and, and able to, um, you know, get attention and ultimately have an awesome result from a consumer engagement. Yeah. Now, um, if I'm looking at your vision from the product perspective, so we, we kind of just get into the mainstream now, right? Yeah. So what's the next plan apart from the major supermarket? Are you have eyes on the, the next level? Is there, is there any other target audience or other other channels you're looking at to distribute the product or yeah so so at the moment we really want to hit some larger retailers so you know we've only scratched the surface so we're, we've still got your liquor land your dan murphy's you know is right on the top of our list thirsty camels are everywhere we're actually although we've gone mainstream we've got a really big push going on at the moment to focus on a lot of independence so we're right. working with a lot of people at the moment to sort of push to get maybe 60 to 80 independents in each state over the next three months um, and to bolster that up to sort of another 500 independent stores. So right now we've realized that it's a volume game. Um, we're selling $4 drink, our margins are what our margins are. Right now we've got to go hard. We've got to, get, we've got to sell a lot of this product um, to, to, to make, make the cream that we want. So it's, let's hit our independence, let's hit more bottleos, let's keep mm. turning it over at Woolworths and then let's look outside of Australia if there's any opportunities there too. We spoke to an incredibly switched on bloke in the UK who's had a lot, a lot of experience in distribution and his partners are all in PR. So we're looking into the UK, we might be looking to do some new product um, development soon, whether it's different sizes or, or we might add a few different uh, healthy ingredients that we've sort of sourced again from South Korea. We, we love that's our niche. Our niche isn't to just add ginger like everyone else would. We've got a few other products that are just as healthy and that are quite sort of, 
nation unique as well. So we, we want to stick to that. We don't want to sort of become too mainstream with our concepts and our ideas. We want to, we want to stay cool and stay a little bit unknown because so far, although it's really hard to educate people, once you do, you can get those results a lot better. So, mate, we've got new products. Hopefully, start looking outside of Australia, but it's a bit hard at the moment, obviously, um, especially in Europe. Obviously, they've um, going through a hell of a lot at the moment, so it's a bit on the back burner, but. I do see that as a positive, so we can start checking everything and really making sure we're ready when the time comes. So, mate, yeah, we want to keep broadening horizons and come up with some new, new products soon, that's for sure. Uh, my understanding of your vision from our last recording is to you, this is beyond uh, just a tangible product, uh, and you looking at the opportunity as, as a lifestyle brand. Yes, yes. Uh, you you very passionate about um, live yeah. event and uh, you you look at this uh, it's 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 beyond a, a just a, a tangible product and making profit i remember you even used at name at the chains that i'm i'm not interested just selling the product to the chain to make money i want to create yeah. something um as as a lifestyle brand to, to share my passion um so this what you achieved up to this stage, I think is really paving a way towards that. I, I think the COVID have probably created a lot of uh, obstacles for you to have those um, life events or those major sponsorship moments. Uh, has any luck so far? Have you able done anything with the life yeah, event yeah. Or, or? Yeah, we sure did. We had, we had a huge New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. So we're, we're working quite closely with Together Events. Um, and they are an events-based yeah. company in Melbourne and they do some quite exclusive sort of um, parties, really. Mm. So you sort of Prince rooftops overlooking the beach. Um, we did something in St Kilda. So it was, it was, they, they pulled off really, really well, like all the decor and the drinks and the sponsors and the guests. That's really, really high end and a great event. So we've got a great relationship with them. So we had a really cool pink bathtub we went and brought on Marketplace, spray-painted it pink, got amazing signage done and filled it up with stock and... Um, on entry, we had a little activation. So we're always going acti to activate events. We've got a few polo events coming up, a few more parties on the beach in the next couple of weeks as well. So we really want our brand to be loud and, and in your face. And we want to help people to understand the routine of Bay Juice. That's probably the most important thing for us right now is we've built the brand. The feedback's incredible. Now we just really need to indent that routine into people. So it's before you leave that house, before you put your lipstick on, before you put your, you know, your nice shoes on, you want to be having a bay juice. Mm. So, so that's our mission now is to not just be a brand, but to become part of everyone's routine every time they go out. So that's our mission. So I think by doing events, it's great because you can be on entry and you can give everyone a bay juice as they walk in and have their first drink and the music starts going down their neck and they get shivers and they get all excited and bang, there's a bay juice in your hand. So I think the, the product placement's great. Um, but it also helps, you know, complete our concepts. So we had great back-to-back -back events, night and day. People interact with the product well. Look colourful, and we're really proud of it. So that was sort of our first step. So we've got another sort of six or seven events throughout the year. Um, we've even in talks with some other alcohol brands to maybe launch collaboratively an event together as well. So I, I think it's really coming together, and um, I think just you know just having the freedom at the moment because we're at that next step, we can start being a bit more creative. We've got a little bit more budget because we have gone mainstream. So now we can start playing around with content a little bit more, getting a bit more fun and cheeky and, you know, just being in people's face all the time. So 
you know, we're definitely at that really exciting part. And this is what I get passionate about is because to be honest, distribution isn't very fun. But you know, when you start creating content, you know, when you start <laughs> creating content and working with agencies and working with some really cool like-minded people that are throwing really cool one-liners at you for advertising ideas, that's fun. You're in a boardroom with six creative people with a whiteboard. Now it's getting to, this is what I set out, you know, two, three years ago. I want to be in there being a creative director rather than, you know, dealing with customer complaints on the info at email. So, you know, I've just taken that next step to being more creative, which is, which is the goal for sure.